Now, this story is interesting to me. Dylan White has teamed up with none other than Harold the Shadow Knight. He has added him to his coaching setup. For those of you who don't know, and this story is several days old now, but for those of you who don't know, Harold the Shadow Knight was a longtime member of Lennox Lewis's training team. He was a close personal friend of Lennox Lewis, along with Courtney Shand, who Lennox Lewis grew up with Courtney Shand in Canada, I believe. If memory serves me right after reading Lennox Lewis's uh, autobiography in the 1990s, Courtney Shand, he's been close to him for years. Can't remember how he teamed up with Harold the Shadow Knight, because Harold Knight is American. He was a former professional. Lennox Lewis was in Canada, Courtney Shand in Canada and all that. Um, but like I say, Harold the Shadow Knight was with Lennox Lewis from very early on in his career, very early on, long before he fought for a world title. And he was with him, as far as I'm aware, to the very end. So this is an individual who inevitably, because of the fact he was a pro himself, he only lost one fight as a pro, actually. And all the experience he had in those camps with Lennox Lewis, he must have a lot to bring to the table, Harold the Shadow Knight. So I think it's a, a good addition, although I had heard that Harold Knight had been either in talks with Dylan White or maybe he'd walk, worked with Dylan White several months ago. So this is somebody who's been kind of lingering around the White camp, you know, on the periphery maybe for a while, but now he's an official member. And I personally like it. A lot of these old school American trainers assistant trainers and so on, they have the kind of experience, big fight experience with heavyweights and training experience with heavyweights that a lot of British trainers don't have. And this is experience, which is, you know, the culmination of generations of coaches in America who've been training heavyweights, successful top level elite heavyweights, right? We don't have that in Britain. You look at, British heavyweight boxing, there was Lennox Lewis, who was never trained by anyone British anyway. He was trained by John Davenport and then Pepe Correa and then Manny Stewart. And he did most of his training in America. Okay. And most of his fights happened in America. Frank Bruno. Okay. Terry Lawless, George Francis, but he never became, well, no, he did become world heavyweight champion and then lost it in his first defense against Mike Tyson. Then recently we've had Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. Okay. Both with British trainers. Uh, Anthony Joshua, Rob McCracken, Tyson Fury with his uncle Huey. Then with his dad, John, a little bit. I think Rob McCracken actually trained Tyson Fury for one or two fights. Then with his uncle Peter. And finally, with Ben Davison and then Javon Sugar Hill, who's obviously American. So this is fairly recent. For the most part, we've had very, very few coaches that had any dealings with high-level uh, heavyweight fighters in the UK. And heavyweight boxing is a totally different animal to training welterweights, middleweights, and so on. So... In America, 
They've got vast experience. Yeah, and again, it's not just the coach themselves. It's the legacy that they come from, the gyms they've been in. Some of these people are like understudies. For example, Freddie Roach was, as a trainer, kind of a, an apprentice of Eddie Futch because he was trained by Eddie Futch. And when he got into coaching, I think Eddie Futch was the one who told him to quit boxing because he realized he was getting Parkinson's or whatever. And he didn't like that, but he ended up getting into training fighters just like Eddie Futch wanted him to. And he learned uh, an awful lot from Eddie Futch. So yeah, that is what we're talking about here when it comes to, and Eddie Futch of course trained Reddy Bowl, Joe Frazier and so on. So that's what we're talking about when it comes to hiring one of these American coaches. They come from a legacy where they've been training high level heavyweights for a very long time. So I think that getting Harold the Shadow Knight on the team is a very good move. I like it. Like the way, uh, like the direction Dylan White is going with this. And I do wonder how much of this is Dylan White's doing and how much of it was a suggestion from Xavier Miller. Because Xavier Miller, if you remember, was the guy who suggested bringing Dave Coldwell in. To me, that, and, and most people feel the same way, that is indicative of Xavier Miller feeling like he can't do the job on his own, that he needs a team around him. And there's nothing wrong with that in the sense of, you know, there's nothing, um, you, know, you, you shouldn't look at that because he's a coach who wants the experience, right? He's a coach who wants to get better, who wants to learn and so on. Therefore, bringing in other people who are maybe more experienced than you, that's what you should be doing. Now, whether that's going to be the best thing for Dylan White is another matter, right? But from what I saw in that first Povetkin fight, what they were doing was working well. Dylan White's jab looked stronger than I'd seen it before. At long range, his defense looked better than I'd seen it before. Up close, of course, there was the issue and he got knocked out. But would that have been any different had he stayed with Mark Tibbs? I had my doubts. So, I mean, Mark Tibbs was talking about Dylan White being more aggressive. You know, this is what Mark Tibbs said after the fact, that he wouldn't have wanted Dylan to box Povetkin like that. He would have wanted Dylan to put it on him. And that's something that a lot of other people have said, like David Hay. And that's all well and good from a tactical point of view. But Dylan White got knocked out when he was standing in the pocket trading with Povetkin. So are we saying that he wouldn't have been making mistakes like that had he stayed with Mark Tibbs? That those flaws in his game wouldn't have still been there if he was with Mark Tibbs? I'm saying that flaw would have been there. Yeah? Now, perhaps he could have got Povetkin out of there earlier and prevented that or, you know, got Povetkin out of there at all because he didn't, of course. But perhaps he could have got Povetkin out of there three or four rounds if he'd done what Mark Tibbs said. But then again, maybe not. Because eventually he was going to make that mistake that he made. <laughs> you know, that's my view on it anyway. Whether he was with Mark Tibbs or with Xavier Miller, he was going to make that mistake. Because it's in his boxing makeup to make that mistake. And as long as Povetkin was in there, he was going to take advantage of that mistake sooner or later. 
So, yeah, um, I think it's a good move for Dylan White, bringing in Harold Knight. But whether it's enough for him to defeat Povetkin in a rematch remains to be seen. Uh, I know there's a little tension now between White and Povetkin. They're going back and forth because Dylan White wasn't convinced about Povetkin's reason for postponing the fight. He thinks it's a convenient excuse. And let's be realistic. Some fighters are going to use that as a convenient excuse. I'm not saying Povetkin is, but we have to be realistic. Because think about it. That's pretty much unprecedented. You know, there's never been a time in boxing where somebody can come up with an excuse that will 100% get by them more time. There won't be anyone getting sued. There won't be anything like that. They can just, you know, go and get tested over and over again until they get a positive and then bam, I can get out of the fight, you know? Even if you ain't got no symptoms, you're perfectly healthy. People can do that to get out of a fight. If they want to go fight somebody else, if they need more time to train, they can do that, unfortunately. So again, I'm not saying Povetkin did that, but let's be realistic. Some fighters are going to do that. <laughs> let's just be, just being honest, people. Anyway, let me know what you guys think in the comments below about Dylan White hooking up with Harold the Shadow Knight. If you're looking for some assistance in managing your small business, then get in touch with Nexus Virtual Services. It's run by a wonderful lady called Nisha who I've known for years and she offers business support services and admin management for startups and small businesses. She can help you to streamline your operations, increase efficiency, save money on staff costs, scale your business on demand and create more time for strategic thinking. So if you think that may be of benefit to you, then head on over to www.nvirtuals.com. Link in the description.